0: What is up all you rockers, Rockettes, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. If it's your first time here, hey, welcome. And uh, let me tell you what you've stumbled into. We are the show that dives into the discography and the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Meyer, fighting off seasonal allergies that hit me way too late in the season, but I'm doing my best. Corey Morissette, my partner in crime, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's a busy, busy week. I'm going on holidays uh, for a
2: month Uh, starting next week so uh, it's a real rush this week and i know my kid has a band concert wednesday we usually record on wednesdays Uh, we had to move it kind of last minute to tuesday uh, which thank you very much to yourself and our very special guests who we'll get to uh, for accommodating a tuesday recording uh but all of our lurkers are are on youtube right now Uh, i see ryan i see josh i see scott good evening gentlemen um i'm very much looking forward to to spending some great van halen here tonight
0: absolutely uh i I tell you It's 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 been kind of a a week over here as well. And, uh, you know, between again, the seasonal allergies, which are way too late, or the fact that uh, uh, someone in this household has random bug bites and we cannot figure out the culprit Mm -hmm. of those. So that's been a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, But nevertheless, uh, uh, the the summer season is upon us. And what that means is it's rock and roll weather time. At least that's how I like to uh, imagine it. Um, But I want to know. Corey since uh since Canada doesn't uh seem to really understand seasons at least that's to my understanding because it seems like every other week you you have another blizzard up there and i was like bro we're in it's May we're in June now June's nearly done and you're having snowstorms what I want to know though is how one feels about the summer season uh I'm gonna ask someone we haven't asked before it's our guest on the show actually uh youtube extraordinaire ivan anderson welcome to the show ivan and would you agree that summertime is rock and roll weather
3: i i would agree i would agree and i i really like when i imagine the kind of person who would not agree with that i'm disgusted
0: <laughs> <laughs> i hear you thank you so much for being on the show, Ivan, man. Uh, we, uh, you, you got Corey's attention with your, uh, your analysis on, uh, jump, uh, it was a, a superb video. Uh, and, uh, we just, we had to have you on the show. So thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys, um, I'm glad you guys dug that video. I, I tried to make that video f- for like, anyone who's like maybe just heard jump and is familiar with it is like that hit song and like maybe hasn't thought about it deeply. But then for other people who are like obsessed with Van Halen, I I wanted to make a video that could also kind of like hold their attention and respect. And I, I, it it took me a long time to make a video where I was confident that I could like kind of speak to both audiences without leaving anybody feel like, Oh, he's not really talking to me. Um, It was a stressful video for me to make actually like I made a lot of YouTube videos. I think usually it's kind of fun. Like, you know, I don't really get beat out of shape over a YouTube video. That one was difficult for me. I felt enormous pressure to get it right.
0: Well, when you're tackling the uh, subject of Van Halen, uh, difficulty is imminent. I would, I would assume, uh, on any facets, uh, and you're, 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 that's a that's a musician talking who uh, will never sound like Eddie Van Halen, no matter how much I practice, no matter how many more years I have under my belt. It just won't happen because uh, oh, the gods bless that man's fingers with the tones of, uh, of the heavens and uh, very few mortals in this plane of existence get to experience such a thing. So I hear you. I understand that that video must have been difficult, but the effort shows, I must say.
3: Thanks, man. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I, I cannot recommend that video enough. You can check it out on YouTube at Cyber Attack World. Uh, it's called uh, Understanding Jump by Van Halen, and it's a tremendous deep dive into one of their, uh, you know, most uh, kind of, you know, forgotten, so- not forgotten in a way, but just kind of, you know, <laughs> disregarded. Right? It, it, it's yeah. the hit. Yeah. It's the one who hit disregard. number one. It,
3: yes, right? yeah. that, that's exactly what I wanted to make the video to address. Like, I, I think at a certain point, it got too easy to disregard it and be like, well, yeah, that's the hit. You know, I I personally am grateful for like hits that are that huge and that inescapable that I still enjoy listening to. Like there's some hits that you hear so much. So you're just like, okay, I never need to hear it again. And yet you still hear it again. You know, I'm I'm always grateful for when there's a hit that like keeps getting rammed down my throat. And I'm like, I'm still okay with this. I consent again, to have it rammed down my throat, you know? And so jump for me is one of those, like anytime I hear it, I'm just like, yes, I'm okay with this still.
0: No, <laughs> no. I would agree with that assessment as well. And, uh, I, the forgotten track, Corey, you, you, uh, joke, but based on the poll results, uh, when we did jump for our live show, it certainly seems like people, uh, dismiss this track very, uh, very quickly because, it didn't even get 90% of a yes, as, as in what dreams are made of. And still to this day, I'm baffled by that, but what are you going to do? I think,
3: I think jump is like the people who are not diehard Van Halen fans. That's their favorite Van Halen song. Like if you, you know, like three Van Halen songs, that's might be your favorite probably. And I think that, um, can lead some Van Halen fans to feel like as fans, they should have a different favorite, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's, that's just fair. Much- that's
0: fair. Uh, yeah, that's probably, you're probably right on the money on that one for sure. Um, but nevertheless though, it just, you would, you would think with the, uh, the success of jump being, uh, such a big hit and just being so ingrained into, uh, every rock and roll fans brain at this point, um, or certainly within the last yeah 30 to 40 years or so uh, you would think that that would just be the automatic. Well, yes, of course. Yes, of course. That's a, that's a thumbs up, of course, but lo and behold, so many people were just like, no, nope, sick of it. Thumbs down. I'm like, wow. Well, okay. I can't fault you for that. And if our show was about uh, ACDC songs, we'd have a, a, a similar conversation. It's fine. I love that band, but I get it. You want to talk so about which, songs being ran down the throat. <laughs> so
3: I mean, so I'm assuming like the ACDC equivalent of jump would be you shook me all night long, right? Yeah. That's what we're talking I, about.
0: I would say the equivalent of, I mean, is you shook me? Like, is that their biggest hit? I would That's have tried right up there. I would, yeah. God, I would have thought, what did you think at it was least either highway to hell or back in black?
3: Oh, interesting. Not thunderstruck.
0: Yeah no but but i could see the argument being made for thunderstruck but i i personally would not put that uh those t- jump and thunderstruck in the same category however <clears throat> if if a large number of people did i wouldn't fight against it
3: i think that um highway to hell and back in black might be bigger on like classic rock playlists yes but yeah. i hear mm-hmm. you shook me all night long on non-classic rock playlists. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Golden Oldie That's a good stations, point,
0: yeah. yeah. So. Like
3: Golden Oldie stations will play like, they'll play that song, and then they'll play like, you know, The Beach Boys or something. Right, uh, yeah.
0: But especially with, uh, with the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you would think uh, Back in Black would just be tremendously... Um, higher on the on the ratings polls as term in terms of popularity for acdc just because yeah that's a good it, point that it, yeah. you know a new generation but uh nevertheless we could we could discuss acdc all we want but this isn't what you came here for you came for sorry. van halen <laughs> sorry, so sorry, switching gear, no 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 it's uh, that's that's on me i went on a tangent it happens i used to podcast about it uh a ranting if you will Corey, what is uh going on at the van halen news desk anything interesting Oh, let's check it out here. Well, uh, big news uh, for Van Halen News Desk was uh, Brian May
2: and Eddie Van Halen's Starfleet Project is being reissued as a massive uh, CD and vinyl uh, box set. Uh, pretty much yeah. a, it's all here, all of it, Brian May said. Every note they ever played on those two days is going to be on that set. So for Eddie Van Halen fans, this was kind of sought after, the entire Starfleet Project. Um, but really the big news for uh, rock fans and Gary Sharon fans was Extreme's new album, Six, uh, dropped on uh-huh. Friday. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's a fantastic record, and uh, they just knocked it out of the park. And it's doing very, very well. This has kind of been a resurgence in popularity for Extreme, which has been really, really great to see. Um, the other story on here is a, a new David Lee Roth video called "Let's Take a Ride." I don't
0: know if I want to click it though. No, <laughs> no, I don't think we're after after last week's uh, little excursion into. David Leroy videos, like, I'm going to have to veto this, like maybe, maybe, uh, for the, uh, for the patrons later, uh, but for now, for now, <laughs> no, no. Uh, i mu- I must say no.
2: <laughs> Ivan, are, are you checking out the, uh, Dave, uh, re-release it, or like the, uh, the solo recordings of the old classic Van Halen songs? He yeah, just did a yeah, topic I,
3: I am. I am. Th- yeah. These are the ones where he re-records the, um, the classic Van Hamlet too with the, with his band. that yeah. was like the guys he was playing with right in the Vegas house of blues, right before that got cut short. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have listened to them. Um, I'm not sure where to start with this guys <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: hear you. I I hear mean, that, that maybe, that's a consensus around the board.
3: <laughs> like I, I, Let me start by saying that, um, this is something I said before we went live, but I'm a person who, Thinks that every single song on the first six Van Halen albums is good or better than good. Okay. So, like, I, 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 they're my, the David Lee Roth era Van Halen is literally my favorite band of all time. You ask someone their favorite band, right. they're like, well, I can't just pick one. That's an impossible question. It is not an impossible question for me. My favorite band of all time is David Lee Roth era Van Halen. So, I'm, the only reason I'm saying all that is because, um, it's going to be hard for me to say anything positive about those re-recordings.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, that, we I, have I, not I, said I anything positive. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at the, the the chat here, the lurkers, and uh, Ryan Powell said, "Daily Roth video for patrons? No thanks. So um, yeah, <laughs> maybe I, I we was, won't play it."
3: <laughs> it was it was fascinating to me that you were like, maybe the thing will do. For our most devoted fans, is yeah. the thing we don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. Good one, Mark. The, 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 like the like the unpleasant know, yeah. well, thing I... that nobody wants to click on. That's what will give the deluxe people. <laughs>
0: yeah. But the 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 joke's on you guys. Like that was my secret all along. I was hoping the patrons would say, "No, we're paying for this," and the answer is no. And like you got it, you got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Um as an Rose aside, I was just. Is- Sorry, (laughs) Scotty
2: says, I'd rather listen to polka. And then Jeff Brewer said, uh, DLR is pretty close to polka sometimes. And lately he kind of has been.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, point. Can't can't argue against that.
3: (laughs) I guess the one thing about those re-recordings that is like sort of interesting to me, because I don't, you know, I I don't enjoy them, but like sometimes when I don't enjoy something, I I see if I can fall back on like, is there something interesting to think about here, even if Mm. I hate it and You know, he makes makes a big deal about how um, those are recorded live, no overdubs, which is a little bit weird to me because sometimes I feel like I actually am hearing some like pitch correction shit on the vocals and like it, it, whatever. Um, But he also makes a big deal. Everybody makes a big deal about how relatively live the original albums were too. Um, You know, he talks about that in his autobiography a lot about how like the original recording process was like, very um spontaneous and like they didn't labor over getting perfect takes they just kind of did what they did you know their live set more or less um so like according to him i guess it just goes to show like how special the original lineup was because if we take them at face value and the re-recordings are like you know equally live or trying to follow the same kind of recording uh mindset it, it just goes to show what a difference the the vibe of the band makes if that's all you're working with you oh know? sure right. yeah
2: yeah uh, our big thing was why why do this yeah it was the just point why? because they're they're not available to purchase or anything he doesn't have an album or anything coming out and he seems to release them whenever somebody else in the van halen sphere does something cool Right. It's like Wolfgang performs twice at the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, gets all this great press. All of a sudden, David Lee Roth has a couple of videos out. Now we have extreme Gary Sharon. You know, the album is doing fantastic. Here's another David Lee Roth video. It's it's kind of weird timing. Yeah, it I is, think you answered I,
3: your own question there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just I think we even mentioned it before. It's this is this is Dave's way of staying on the island of, of relevancy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if 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 there is a Van Halen. Uh, sort of uh, connection, any any sort of connection that isn't about him, he's gonna find a way to make it about him. Because, yeah, I mean,
3: there's there's a pettiness you know. to it. There's a, just a sh- there's like a stark pettiness to that. Yeah, is sort of a bummer.
0: Yeah, it is. But I mean, and for all for all of that, we still uh, you know, and we still praise the guy for for doing what he did because he <laughs> he, was, he was such a uh, he. he he left such a mark on uh you know the rock and roll uh uh history so to speak and he's still he's still around that's not to say like he's like oh he's 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 gone he's not with us anymore like no nah, he's with us he's just i don't know what he's doing so it's it's better to kind of speak of his uh past triumphs uh, oh i'm ready and, to do um, that there you go and uh just as an aside uh, uh no apologies necessary gary uh you're welcome for giving you the inspiration to make such a killer album uh, with with extreme, that was all us uh, giving you the drive and motivation because we talked so much shit about Van Halen three. Uh, for that, we apologize, but for your new album, <laughs> not so much. Good job. So and you know what,
4: moving uh, right along, um, yeah, A couple, a couple of Van Halen
2: touches like- on that one too. If you guys listen to uh, the track "Beautiful
0: Girls," it ends with a kiss. Oh yeah, just like Van Halen's "Beautiful Girls." It was kind uh, of cool. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's Halen- uh, maybe that's Gary's way of just kind of not not like a middle finger per se, but just sort of a uh, remember I did that thing. All right, Mark, what do you say? Moving on along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go to the the Twitter board real quick. All right. So as you mentioned, Corey, last week we did uh, Girl Gone Bad. Uh, This one was uh, kind of an interesting result. We had 87.1 what dreams are made of versus a 12.9% the dream is over. Uh, I didn't really anticipate that that it was going to be – I don't know. I guess I, I kind of expected this one to be a little bit higher. So I'm a little surprised, even though I shouldn't be, because at this point, uh, the, the poll results are just, they are what they are. Um, but I am curious to know what people uh, were saying about it. So, uh, before I get to the tweets, uh, Ivan, do you have any thoughts, uh, anything to say about the track, uh, girl gone bad?
3: Oh, I totally do. Thank you for the opportunity to, sure. to share them <laughs> to me. Um, Girl Gone Bad there's, is one of the handful of songs on 1984 that to me feels like a 5150 backing track, but with the Ted Templeman production and David Lee Ross singing over it. And, mm. and by that, I mean, it's got this sort of like more progressive structure. It you know, goes weirder places. The chorus is not like a dance the night away, obvious chorus. It, it's like sort of a complicated piece of music, you know, for me as a musician, if you gave me that, if like the brothers, I'm flattering myself here, but if the brothers handed me a cassette where they're like, we wrote the song, put the vocals over it, I would just shoot myself. I would be like, I don't know how to fucking, <laughs> that's that's a pretty cool jam tape, but I do not know how to make a verse chorus baby out of that. Um, and I feel like I David feel. Lee Roth sort of dumbed it down. And I mean, I mean that, you know, in a cool way. I think he took it sure, and he sure. made it he made it kind of relatable with that just classic diamond dave sleazy it's like kind of a porn thing it's just him it has like the logic of the physical logic of david lee roth he he sort of brought the song down to that level um and i feel like one of the reasons why i don't like Fifty One Fifty more is that i feel like um sammy hagar sang well but a lot of those songs don't have the like just vulgar oh i get what it's a like i get how it goes thing there's a bu- hmm. even though i've heard it a bazillion times there's a lot of songs on 5150 where i'm like how does that one go even if i know how it goes i'm like how does sure, it go yeah, yeah. and girl gone bad is like th- there are songs on 1984 that are almost in that category you know, House of Pain would be another one, Top Jimmy, like that song is like pretty fucking progressive and we, sorry, can I curse on this? Oh, please. Oh, fucking yeah. do, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Like Top Jimmy is just like a fucking roller coaster ride of weird progressive shit, but <laughs> we got Diamond Dave doing his yabba dabba do stuff. You can sort of focus on that <laughs> and almost like not notice how like, just, you know, the rest of the song is like happening in the terror dome. Um, mm. so to me, Girl Gone Bad, like it, it's, it's, you can sort of see what 5150 would have been like if they had kept Dave.
0: Yeah, I could, I could, uh, I see that point of view there. Um, nevertheless, so needless to say, you would have, uh, given this, uh, that's what dreams are made of, uh, I would assume on this one, uh, um, Correct. So there you go. You would have been part of the, uh, the 87%. So the others, I want to hear what is going on, uh, I'm going to read some tweets, uh, specifically some of our uh, Patreons, because uh, if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join our Patreon. And uh, just a quick little list of our Patreons. We got Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rave of Flav, Josh, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz, Charles, uh, Sean McGinnity at Meet the Geeks, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, and Jeff Brewer. Thank you guys so much for your continuous support and encouragement so what in the world have you guys been saying about girl gone bad first tweet up from sean geek and fast fret podcast That's sean McGinnity. He says thanks guys for everything this week he had a very rough week uh this past week so our thoughts are with him uh let's change this to girl gone Comma, bad. <laughs> I see what you see. What you did there, Sean. Thank you. Appreciate the uh, little humor there. I assume he upvoted that one. So there you go. Uh, from Ryan Powell, such an amazing scorcher of a song. Al's symbol work is the uh, impetus of this piece, and this mm-hmm. is one of the best examples of Ed and Al in lockstep. Eight matches so far in the Van Halen song showdown that Ryan Powell does, and it has an impressive seven and one record. For good reason. #Hashtag What Dreams Are Made Of. <clears throat> yeah, definitely go check out Ryan Powell's uh, Van Halen song showdown. Very fun, insightful stuff going on. There. Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan, what did in. it
2: lose to? I, I'm
0: curious what what it lost. Oh to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think
2: Ryan's in the chat. Hopefully, he can let us know what what it lost to. Because I, I don't recall a Yeah,
3: I want to good agree to, yeah, that the that. symbol work on that song oh, is yeah. like a highlight. That's a oh, good yeah. call.
0: That that's uh, one Kevin thing I'm learning Brown. on this
2: show is just how great Al was on cymbals. Like his cymbal work is oh, phenomenal. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That's I my total 180 in this show so far has been thinking Al was always this meh drummer. To going like, no, he's incredible because just the things, the shit he's doing that people don't even realize. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, been a highlight.
3: It's like triggering for me to hear you even say that there was like a previous time where you thought. Oh, he was I know. A, you know what oh, mean? Believe, like, I mean? I understand, mean, understand I you don't think that anymore, it. but it's like <laughs> it's like traumatic for me to hear. That you ever thought that?
2: Oh my God! I mean, okay, Ryan Palace says it lost to once. You can't be serious. It lost to once. I I, I think he's full. Oh, so
0: he's yeah, that, yeah, there's he's, no, no way. You know. He's trolling. He's, he's he's being a troller. So yep. I'm not, I'm just going to ignore it. Kevin Brown, our buddy, Kevin Brown says, instrumentally, this is top 20, maybe top 10 Van Halen, but Holy crap. Those are some weak lyrics. doesn't come close to spoiling it because they're secondary and the melody is great. Superb track and an underappreciated gem of off a killer album uh (laughs) so so there you go the uh lyrics weren't sitting well with with kevin there i'm glad to hear that it's it's not just me kind of nitpicking lyrics because sometimes it just it's just gotta gotta happen so uh moving forward uh josh says down voters pronounce sword with a hard w (laughs) okay sword is that that how you pronounce that i don't know i don't know what that means but it's great i like it i'm into it all right and going down jeff brewer says the dream is over Lame music, lame dynamics, lame solo guitar sounds like it was played by a two year old with a broken arm, no feel or imagination, almost as bad as I'm the one. Sammy should have played the guitar parts on this one. No real Van Halen fan likes this song. And He's completely trolling in the yes. streets. Yeah, that <laughs> so, was one hundred percent satire. Just to clear yeah. that up. One hundred percent satire. So, I got yeah, there, like... I got
3: there by the end. I got there by the end, but <laughs> yeah. there was a there was a while in the middle of that comment where I was just like, What is happening? Me too.
0: Right? I, that's that's I Oh, when I was me, reading it, I was doing the, the same yeah. thing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> i I'm like, what what is he doing? And by the way,
2: Ryan is one hundred percent serious that he thinks once is better than girl gone bad. So I gotta go back and read the manifesto because I, I don't recall oh offhand. Uh, I, yeah. I remember it being very well thought out, but uh, yeah, he thought once was better than Girl Gone Bad. Ivan, would well, you... you put the, the track once from Van Halen 3 over Girl Gone Bad?
3: Um. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking before about how like sometimes something is so bad that like you sort of try to find something interesting about it. Right. To me, like Van Halen 3 is the ultimate work of art that is for that like I, I the only way I can ever engage with Van Halen 3 is to wonder like how is it possible that it could be this bad that's like the only way I can have any relationship with any
0: part of that including look the- you're you're preaching to the choir uh, because that's sort of uh, the journey we've gone on with Van Halen 3 on this show is just I it, it doesn't even especially some of those tracks don't make sense to me how it's remotely the same. I mean, I know it's not the same band, but right, it's still right, right. The, but same it's like some of the same core members, people, you know, right? like, yeah. and, but, but yeah, I mean, for some people dig it some people dug the, uh, the, the reach the sort of the artistic reach that they were going for but. Again, not for me. So uh, moving on here, Uh, Scott Monroe says, hashtag what dreams are made of. And one of my personal deep cuts, the live instrumental version from 83 bears out Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it was conceived as a tight roller coaster jam session. I don't pay much attention to David Lee Roth's verses because I'm so tuned into the the ferocity of the trio. Uh, He goes on to say, even so, the chorus harmonies on girl are so sweet. The ending is indeed abrupt and maybe anticlimactic, but I view this song as an all-out sprint that, as it crosses the finish line, collapses in exhaustion from the intensity. Picture that with Al's final beats. Well, I am, and I agree. So uh, a good call there, uh, Scott. And we, we love your little, that was kind of a a mini manifesto, but good stuff. Greg Zito says, like Mark said, dynamics. I love how this song shifts from soft guitar to a rocket fuel jam. Absolutely. Uh, Van Halen is nothing if not dynamic with their music. We can say what we want about some choices, but uh, they're utilizing all aspects of their musical spectrum that they have. So you, you, you got to give it to them for that. Uh, the Deep Purple Podcast said, great track. One of their, dare I say, more proggy tunes. Would you agree yeah. with that, Corey? Would you say it's a little more uh, more on the proggy side? You know what? I'm starting
2: to get into prog. Uh, I'm doing a, mm-hmm. a, a secret new podcast with Kevin Brown. <laughs> of course you it, are. <laughs> it, 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 it's my fourth podcast. We just started recording it. And we're covering a prog band. <laughs> Uh, so, I yeah, I would agree with that because now that I'm getting kind of... I was never really a big prog fan, so now I'm getting more into it. I I could definitely see that. Ivan, would you agree?
3: Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely progressive. It, to me, it's also like a very sort of like an Eddie thing. Like, I feel like the further they got into the career, the more you would see those kinds of progressive Eddie Van Halen exploration tracks, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, especially like the... The three new songs they did with David Lee Roth for the greatest hits package. Remember those? Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I agree. They're, like this song, I think is like the beginning of a new current in their career that had that kind of like Eddie Van Halen progressive thing.
2: And uh, we 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 talked about Jeff Brewer Street. Uh, he he chimed in on on the chat. That was actually he stole those insults from from Eddie himself. Uh, Ed said Jimmy Page live played like a two year old with a broken arm, and he <laughs> said Joe Perry lacked feel. <laughs> Joe Perry lacked feel. Well, that's Oh, at times that, absolutely I would absurd. agree with that. I mean, sure. I, I do an Aerosmith um, podcast and uh, that's at times I can yeah. absolutely uh, <laughs> agree with that, but
3: I read recently um you guys know about those like I think Steve Rosen interviews that are on YouTube. Mhm. Like that guy who edit who interviewed them and he like started putting the unedited like, you know, interview tape straight from his cassette onto YouTube. I've been listening oh, yeah. to those. And there was one where Eddie Van Halen talks about um, during like the short amount of time where Van Halen was still opening for other bands. He talked about some of the guys who he we thought were rude to him or were intimidated by him or were not nice to him when they were the headliner. And he singled out um, Richie Blackmore and Joe Perry. So uh, it's also possible that saying Joe Perry had no feel, I mean, that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard, but it might've been a little motivated also by some Eddie feeling like he'd been disrespected by Joe Perry specifically.
2: Yeah. Listen to toys in the attic and rocks and it'd be hard to say Joe Perry has no feel, but yeah,
0: exactly. So, uh nevertheless though uh so there you go there's uh tweets made on the polls uh from our patrons thank you guys so much for being on our patreon and if you want your tweet guaranteed read in the polls join our patreon we've got one we've got a tier for you i guarantee it and if we don't let us know we'll find we'll one. one for you we'll Absolutely. make one we're not above it uh cory is not exhausted at all from uh running the podcast sphere so give him more shit to do Oh, um, please, uh please you know i i
2: forgot to let the patrons know that we're recording a day early so I, last minute tonight I'm like right. oh by the way we're recording <laughs> like, today oh right <laughs> yeah 100% my sorry fault about guys sorry about that <laughs>
0: yeah life happens things happen it's all good you know what's about to happen now our favorite part of the show right before we get to the main meet we do take a drink everyone manifestations that's right mm. So now we manifest what we want to bring forth to the show. What song do we want to talk about? Uh, Let's see. Corey, let's start with you. Uh, What song are you just itching for uh, in what's left of the Van Halen uh, repertoire that we have?
2: i tell you what. I I was uh, listening to uh, the Tom Petty Project that I even guested on. And they were talking a lot about his video for listen to her heart. Really cool video. You can catch on his YouTube at cyber attack world. And I thought, what would be a cool cover for Ivan to do from Van Halen that oh. kind of in the same vein? And I thought, uh, you know, dance the night away.
3: I, I think Ooh. you do a pretty good
2: job of that one, my friend. So I'm going to manifest that here tonight.
3: Thank you, man. Dance I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs>
0: That is uh I would I would be very, very interested in doing that song as well. So uh maybe so. Maybe the wheel will smile upon you. But we since we, we have, have a couple a guess, of uh, I, we also have a couple of presentations oh, uh, yeah, uh, from the patrons.
2: Uh let's Scott do Monroe the Discord. Yes, uh, Scott Monroe wants Pleasure Dome uh, for unlawful. So <laughs> of course he does. Yep. And uh, uh our good buddy Ryan Powell would love some feeling
0: tonight. So he wants to go to once yeah, yeah, That's kind of right. an interesting okay. one.
3: I could talk about that.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it'll time, but uh but until you until then, um is that uh is that it for the discord manifestation? I part? believe it is, yeah, we just had the two here tonight. unless somebody in the chat wants to chime in with a, a last minute manifestation. I believe that's it. Well, there you go. chime on in if you want to, but I'm gonna ask Ivan Ivan, you mentioned to us uh all fair, but go ahead and let the people know uh what song you are gonna try and manifest and bring forth for tonight's show.
3: I said secrets. I stand by it.
0: all right. The secret's out. He wants a Diver Down tune. So that leaves uh, only me. And what in the world? You know, we still haven't done uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, Van Halen songs and one of my absolute favorite uh, vocal performances, at least on record, uh, by Sammy Hagar. And uh, I know know it seems to be a theme we're going to manifest, Sammy, with the exception of you two. Uh, But uh, when it's love, I just really want I want to hear just the rock and power ballad that I know that so many people that claim to be Van Halen fans absolutely can't stand. But I want to hear it because, again, I, uh, I really dig what I hear. Not to tip my cap, but I've got things to say about it so that is what i'm going to manifest for tonight's show i like, I
3: like that i'd like i'd like to I, I want that one i'm changing my manifestation to that
0: <laughs> he's changing it put all your manifestation powers on when it's love there you go everyone work with him and uh a special proxy uh manifestation from the other room on uh on amsterdam as always so, yeah right, as uh, always
2: I, for reasons uh jeff brewer again uh, knowing much more about the band than either of us i uh, yeah. Actually, says in the chat at the time of Ed's insult, he was complaining that he went to shake Joe Perry's hand and he ignored him, which I, I can hundred oh. percent see Joe Perry doing. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: I mean Eddie wow. Van Halen must have been just utterly terrifying to someone like Joe Perry, right? Because yeah. like, he, Joe Perry was just starting to be a rock star. He, he was like in that world. You think you know? He thinks he's safe, and then here comes this guy who's just like literally changing what the instrument means. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes you this know?
0: smiling Dutchman who's like just this virtuoso. I was like, God damn it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, like, I just feel like... I it must have just been like the worst possible. It's just like the shark fin comes out of the water right when you're like <laughs> right. setting up your oh my little, God. your beach towel.
0: You know, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen is Jaws. I love it. Eddie yeah. Van Halen is Jaws, and and every other musician is just the uh, you know people treading water in the middle of the ocean, just trying to make it. Even you know, guys just... like
2: Jimmy Page and Joe Perry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Joe Perry. I think Joe Perry's a good guitar player, but like he was only good. You know. Yeah. like, as good as he was, he was like, not great.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. He is
3: great. Like, even if he is great, like, he sounds like what guitar players sounded like in the seventies. Maybe he was like the
0: the best at that,
3: (laughs) but like, he wasn't, you know, you never heard like a Joe Perry guitar solo and be like, I don't understand what that was. And like Eddie Van Halen, everything he does is just like, I don't understand. How how that was possible? I mean, we understand now because people have decades of gone by, yeah. people studying it. But like, you know, Joe Barry didn't like reinvent anything, and then here's no. this kid who's just like intuitively reinventing shit right and left. It it must have ruined his day, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, also, it probably didn't help that Eddie had a particular had a signature. Uh, sound and tone to his playing so that you absolutely know that's him when he's playing it, Uh, whether it's whatever uh, uh, tone effect he's using on his guitar or just the way he plays it, you know, it's him. Joe Perry, uh, if you told him to play a solo and it's like a a blind uh, uh, reading or a a blind listening taste test, if you will. I probably couldn't tell you that's Joe Perry based on the way he plays. And I've listened to a lot of uh, Aerosmith. Uh, Corey, could you pick Joe Perry out of a lineup? Just uh, a blind tasting, you know, because I do an
2: Aerosmith podcast. I think I'd have a decent shot at it, but uh, you uh, probably no. would. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it would still if, be if we're a being guess. generous. Yeah. If, if you're being generous, like you may be good, but yeah, but nevertheless, uh, you know, still a good guitar player. Yes. Not, but uh, we're, comparing him to eddie we're not even going to go there so um all that being said i think it's time to spin that wheel what do you say all right finally
2: okay i'm going to prime this sucker here uh because Ivan did a great video on jump and jump past four letters i'm going to shuffle it four times one two three four (laughs) all right i hear sammy warming up here we go here we go round
0: Oh. Ivan called his shot. Oh. He got secrets. Wow. Well done. Very How few people is... have been able to do it. That's it incredible. doesn't happen too often, but uh, Corey's done it three times. I've done it once. So okay. welcome right. to the All club.
3: Right. Nice. I manifested that. Man, I don't think wow. I've ever manifested anything in my whole life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he pulled a uh, uh, an Eric Sinich who uh, called his shot on the first go. It was a uh, Cabo Wabo, I believe. I love that. Yep. I mean,
3: I mean and, like, Start. I'm gonna start trying to manifest a lot more than I normally do. I don't really try there to manifest go. that much shit, but after tonight, I'm gonna like wake up tomorrow and we'll buy a lot, a lottery tickets.
0: There you if you will it, it is no dream, as they That's say. Right. So there, you, there you That's go. Right. Uh, yeah, you That's got right. secrets. Now you're ready to win uh, the Powerball millions. You're, you're yeah, well on and, your way.
3: Me and Theodore Herzl.
0: Yeah. So we're back into the diver down uh territory. Um, the, uh, the covers album, as most people would call it, I would just call it a a damn solid Van Halen record based on just our journey that we've taken. I, I don't understand why people would be, uh, not so hot on this album other than the fact that I guess they just don't dig the covers, but I don't know, Corey, you and me so far we've, uh, or at least we've always been, I've, I've never felt angry at, uh, any of Van Halen's cover tunes. So, um, yeah. That 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 alone just uh, makes this record stand out to me of of being really good because look what they can do with songs that that don't belong to them. Yeah, Diver Down is one of those weird albums. Uh, we're six and zero oh, uh, on this record, and we still got a few
2: tracks to go. Uh, the highest that we voted on here are actually our leading track right now in the voter poll. Little guitars, ninety eight point six percent. What dreams I'm are stopping. made of comes from yeah. this record. Uh, the lowest ranked song on here is Dancing in the Streets. At sixty-two point three percent, because we spun secrets, that means we get to play Cathedral too.
0: Ooh, we do! Oh, nice. we get a twofer,
2: a twofer, ladies and gentlemen, once again. Ivan,
3: yeah, you manifested this one. Why did you want to hear secrets? Um, you know, uh, I mean, I liked it. It's, it's it has to do with what you guys were just talking about. How like Diver Down gets some hate for being the covers album, like you i have no problem at all with the van halen covers um but secrets i think is one of the songs that you can sort of use to defend diver down against the grumps who don't like the covers because it's a pretty unusual song it, there are not really many david lee roth era songs that sound like this one um it, it's got a different vibe the tone is very different Eddie's he's using a 12 string guitar on it. it it just sort of sits in this unique place uh, in terms of the vibe and the energy. And so I feel like even if you don't like the covers, you know, Diver Down is the home of this song. And I feel like you got to you gotta make a special place in your heart for this song. So I feel like this is one of the anchors of Diver Down as an album.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well said. Absolutely agree. Yep. Uh, what do you say? Uh, before we get into secrets, let's play Cathedral here uh, in its entireties.
0: He's kind of Doug cathedral if this is uh uh your entrance into the church of rock and roll then sign <laughs> me up. that's uh that's that's how that works um yep. and it's nothing nothing too crazy nothing uh it's not eruption it's not trying to be eruption or anything like that it's just this cool little uh little interlude to uh lead you into something else and uh, i like man i dig that i dig when i like when eddie is uh experimental in this way Not so much uh, how many say I way, but, uh, (laughs) you know, it's, but uh, yeah, I like, I like the interlude. I'm a big fan of, of Van Halen interludes. Is what I'm trying to say.
3: Dude, you just nailed, like, uh, we have to pause. We have to pause (laughs) right there because like, I love that you just used how many say I like that song is so bewildering. And like, (laughs) yeah, that's a word for it. You know, and like just unpleasant that like the best use of it, like the best you could possibly do with that song is to sort of like use it as like a benchmark. You know what I mean? It's it's like, like, which is what you did. Like, I've been wondering since I heard that song the first time. I've been wondering my whole life, like, what the fuck am I ever gonna do with that song? And like, you gave me the answer. Like, it can be useful as like, you know at least we're not that like in this in the range of things like eddie van halen does that are kind of weird like one end of this range is how many say i i love that you like you gave that song like a valuable use in the world well well, i'll
0: tell you you know ivan you can you can hear us all discuss it, at length how we felt about that track with uh with the uh the episode of how many say I. Right. so if it tickles your fancy to to hear what all we had to say and you can hear it in real time real reaction uh yeah I'm, mean to I'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out that's uh, but uh but enough of that so wait, there you go I, um yeah
3: can i just say one last thing about cathedral sure
0: yeah yes sir um
3: i've I've been feeling a little bit bad since we talked about Joe Perry. I just feel a little bit guilty that like <laughs> I sort of talk trash about Joe Perry because I do like Joe Perry and I do like Aerosmith, and like I just feel guilty because like I'm a musician and he's a musician and we're all just trying to find the good notes. And like, what did Joe Perry ever do? Like I've I've just been feeling bad for like the last 10 minutes since we talked about him, but I do just want to say that like cathedral is an example of what you never are going to get from Joe Perry. And like, I I don't, I don't really think I'm like talking shit here. Like Joe Perry's cool. I could say a lot of the things he does that I love, but Mm -hmm. like, there's just a, unusualness and like what the fuck is that? And how is the guitar making those sounds and like, what's happening? Like there's just a level of originality and like, how on earth did he make it do that, that -hmm. you get from Cathedral that I don't think is ever present in Joe Perry's guitar playing, despite the fact that there are many aspects of Joe Perry's guitar playing that I admire.
2: Well, Joe Perry never took the volume knob and made it like an instrument onto itself, like Eddie did in Cathedral there, right, yeah, right,
0: yeah, but that, even- and just that it, Joe Perry musically, I would say guitar play, and that's no shade again to aerosmith they they've got some incredible hits, some incredible songs, but um musically not as uh ambitious as mm-hmm. Eddie in terms of uh guitar playing, so. To your point, you're correct. You would never hear something like Cathedral come out of Joe Perry because he uh. he sticks to the wheelhouse that he knows and he's good at. It. He's good at his wheelhouse, but that's it. Like he's not gonna mm-hmm. venture out too, too far away. Whereas Eddie you know, he's like, nothing is off limits. I'm trying it. They, they, they've got a damn, uh, uh, an interlude song. Uh, is it Spanish fly where he plays mm-hmm. the uh, classical mm-hmm. guitar mm-hmm. just because he wanted to, just cause just like, I, I'm going to try this. Let me fiddle around with it a little bit. And he created that incredible stuff. Ambition. Um, Joe Perry with his guitar playing again, wrote some good songs, but not in the same league in terms of, uh, music, musical ambition. So, Yes, I agree. You, you will not hear something like Cathedral there. So Yeah,
3: I mean, maybe maybe just to be fair, we should also point out, that I've never heard Joe Perry do anything that made me feel the way how many say I made me feel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, you know, that's okay, a fair yeah, assessment. That, so. that, 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 yeah. that
2: is a fair assessment. I'll give you that. And fair I just clicked yeah. over to the YouTube chat, and Ryan Powell uh, pointed out that I, he, he says I stole his line. He, I wasn't looking at the chat when I said that, Ryan. But he actually uh, pointed out as well that uh, it's a great use of the volume knob as an instrument uh, that Eddie's mm-hmm. doing there. Uh, yeah. I, I just uh, I was looking up the uh, the quote on that one. Uh, Eddie was saying that uh, uh, sometimes the 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 when you go back and forth on the volume knob, it would freeze and just kind of cut out. Mm-hmm. And it only took like a couple of takes <laughs> to get Cathedral down. Uh, On the second take, the volume knob just froze uh, when he was uh, playing with it. So uh, I was kind of going off that. Sorry, Ryan. I'll definitely give you some royalties. Um, Ryan, uh, (laughs) Mark is going to send you a
0: check. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be quite hefty.
3: That's pretty cool. The, that uh, this is a podcast you can make money by listening to
0: <laughs> in the, uh, yeah. In the subheading in the check uh, it'll say apologies to Joe Perry. Who's an active listener. Yeah. Obviously he listens <laughs> to the show regularly. I, I so. do an
2: Aerosmith podcast. I'm going to have to answer for this. That's on true. You do. Yeah. You're gonna,
0: <laughs> Joe, oh man. Yeah. Joe's coming so hard at you. Uh, <laughs> you, just, you just wait for it. But, but until that time, now we've gone through Cathedral, we should naturally just progress into secrets. Absolutely. From Diver
2: Down way back in 1982, here's secrets. <music>
1: She gets older, her feet are making tracks in the winter snows. She got a rainbow that touches her shoulder. She beheaded where the thunder rolls.
2: So uh, Eddie uh, was kind of ragging on uh, Jimmy Page there, but I, I found a quote here where he said uh, that uh, for Secrets, he actually used uh, Gibson double-deck 12-string, the same model that Jimmy Page used.
0: Ah, go figure.
3: Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he uh, said, I think it was one of those like Steve Rosen YouTube interviews. He said he recorded it with that, but then he didn't want to perform with that because it looks too much like a Jimmy Page thing. And so he got this Kramer double neck. He used it on the Us Festival. It's like yellow. Mm -hmm. It's like his own thing so that it didn't, so that people would stop saying like, oh, you're using the Stairway to Heaven guitar or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah
2: had a pretty kicking little beginning there dave sounded great i love the little bass line that was going on there
3: oh great. yeah it's super super cool nice alex groove. yeah alex van Halen's symbol work is in full force you can hear that swing i mm. think van halen was probably like the swinginest hard rock band of their time
0: oh absolutely oh, yeah swing for days yeah
2: all right let's keep it rocket here oh,
1: oh, oh, got that rhythm got that rhythm
0: And once again, we have uh, Dave utilizing that uh, that bluesiness that he does so well, and so. Uh, I mean, a lot. He does it a lot. And um, for a song like this, just uh, musically speaking, how it's structured, it it absolutely fits. And I don't know, it just the more we keep going into uh, Dave isms, uh, this is one that seems like he is the most comfortable uh, when he's kind of uh, letting the uh, the 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 blues sort of influence show. And uh, and it, Eddie does it, too. But uh, just vocally speaking, um, when when Dave can can utilize that whole thing, it uh, it really does kind of bring it all together in a very uh, satisfying way. The song's not even over with yet. And already I'm like, yeah, see, I I this is a good groove. Like everything's coming together quite well. And when Van Halen's on like that, they're just on.
2: Now, uh, I read a quote that uh, Eddie actually wanted to put this on fair warning uh Mm -hmm. this is a pretty kind of quiet restrained song do you think it would have fit on fair warning or is it better suited on diver down
4: uh that's a good question because
0: like i i get no no i think it's it's better suited here um i could see why maybe or where you could like squeeze it in like maybe maybe you squeeze it in after uh or before center swing or something, you know, just to give it, uh, uh, give that track like a real boost. But, uh, I I don't know. I think it kind of disrupts the flow, uh, that we know. I think it works better on this album.
3: I agree, but I, I do think it's weird the way fair warning is weird. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know. mean, that's why I, that's why I hesitated. Cause it's right. like, I could see why. Yeah. And where, yeah, you, right. where like, you put it, Mark, I think it would have fit
2: pretty well actually between dirty movies so? and Cinder Swing. Yeah, that would have been I get been it. Fun. Yeah,
3: no, I get it. I think we're all having the same thought. I mean, fair warning is like uh sort of menacing and furious as an album mm-hmm. in a way that this song is not, but there's a lot of sort of like, Oh, I didn't know Van Halen could do that moments on fair warning, push comes to shove, one foot out the door. You know, there's songs where it's like, oh, I've never heard them do something like that, That, and this song is sort of like one of those in a softer Mm -hmm. way. So in that sense, I feel like it could, maybe was coming from a similar place where Eddie Van Halen was just like, wanted to try something they hadn't tried yet, you know?
2: Yeah, and right, Ryan Powell yeah. in the chat pointed out that so this is love fit on Fair Warning, so absolutely, yeah, that's well,
0: and and again that that was another reason for my hesitation because I, I thought about that one too, and it's just ah, yeah maybe maybe if they like restructured put put this uh, after This Is Love and then like uh, go right into Center Swing, uh, maybe I don't know. Um, certainly, if you put this at the end of the album, you've just ruined the flow entirely because how are you going to follow up Unchained? So. <laughs> I like where you
2: put it, though, between Dirty Movies and Center Swing. I, I could see it fitting yeah. there. I thought that was pretty good sequencing.
0: But nevertheless, I like All it right, Diver Down. Yeah, yeah, no. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Strong as the mountains, walks tall as a tree. She's been there before, she'll never give in. She'll be gone tomorrow like the silent breeze. Ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, oh, she got rhythm.
2: Hey, you expect like a, going into a chorus or something like, like a big Van Halen moment, right? With a big vocal performance mm-hmm. or, you know, Alex just kind of really kicking it in. You don't get that
0: on this song. You just got to keep that same kicking, uh, swinging groove. It's kind of cool. Yep. Nope. It's, yeah, a, the you know, it's that blues riff, man. Yeah, it's like you, you don't you don't get like big choruses in in a lot of. Uh, it's very old Joe blues Perry, styles, you know. It's it, <laughs> bringing it full circle. How very <laughs> Joe Perry? That's the irony of this episode. Hashtag <laughs> the Joe Perry conspiracy. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. You
4: know how sometimes do
0: you, you like that little change up alex did uh in that little yeah ah little nuances like that man i just yeah I, I that is so far it's been my favorite thing about this show other than interacting with all you uh wonderful people out there of course but just the rediscovery and the the new love uh for or new appreciation for what al alex van halen is doing uh uh in these in these songs it's just it's it's extraordinary
2: it doesn't have to all be hot for teacher pyrotechnics, right? It could just no, be a, no, it a, doesn't. <laughs> a killer groove like that, and he knocks it out of the yeah. park.
3: Yeah, I'm also loving there's a lot of really, really cool little Michael Anthony bass moves in this song, you oh, know, yeah. right? Where it's yeah. like at the end of the verse to get into the chorus, they'll do those, and it's just something so, uh, like rhythmically hip about his feel there. Mm-hmm. And like how you can see that it was spontaneous and he just nails it and he just did it. And they weren't licks. He just was feeling it as he went, you know, the, the, him and the drummer on this, I think, are just like manifesting. They were the original manifestors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps so.
1: question is, not does love exist But when she leaves, where she goes I got the feeling she don't know Wait like the wind, watch where she blows
0: All right, Mark, what your
2: thoughts on the guitar solo?
0: My only thought is uh, (laughs) when Eddie's done, if I had this vision of him uh, putting that guitar down while it's still ringing, you know, grabbing another one and continuing the song, and while the other guitar, the solo guitar is still ringing, you just uh, someone puts a cigarette. Like uh, you know, up in <laughs> up in the strings, like right, by the tuning knobs, kind of like where Eddie used to hold his, and just like give the uh, guitar a smoke break because holy shit, that was fire! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, I, I thought he I read
2: something on the. This is like uh, take two, I think. Uh, for for Eddie, he just kind of. Really? In, yeah. Some of his best solos were just like, you know, spontaneous, right? Just, oh, there we mm-hmm. go. Done. And I, I believe this was take two. I'm sure somebody, uh, Ryan Pal, looking at you can uh, uh, correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. But I thought this was a, a take two on that solo. Maybe he
0: wanted to add to it. Maybe, uh, maybe it, that last little bit, uh, like the last, uh, let's say what, psh- 10 to 16 bars of that solo. Uh, Maybe that was an add-on. He's just like, "Ah, you know what, let me me try this again. I think I can make this better. And like uh, maybe did uh, the majority of what he did in the first take and then decided add on to it. Because I don't know, something about that last little bit sounded uh, not out of place, but it just sounded like Almost like it was it was uh, not meant for the song originally, but Eddie made it work, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. like it, it doesn't sound like a bad splicing job from, from a production standpoint at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it sounds like uh, he had an idea for the solo, decided I can make that idea better, but I don't want to lose what I just did. So let's just add this little thing on top of it to give it more flavor and uh, makes it work. Uh, but again, all speculation. I have no clue. Well, I I, I I found the
2: quote here. It was actually
0: the first take, so... Oh, well, then fuck (laughs) me, right?
3: (laughs) I do wonder sometimes, like, how... I mean, in this case, it was the first take, but I wonder, like if it had been the second take how different are the two takes like is he doing multiple takes or each one is just completely improvised and they're completely different or is it that he has some sense of this is how the show is going to go and he's just trying to get a performance that he think executes the idea really well and the reason i wonder about this is because live he stays pretty close to the solos on the record, he embellishes them, you know. He, but it's like if you know how the solo goes on the record, and you see him do it live, he's oh, yeah. basically doing a rendition of it. And mm-hmm. if these solos in the studio that we all know and love, and that he then ended up playing over and over again live, if they were kind of just like improvised from nothing on take one, improvised from nothing on take two, if if he was improvising this much mind-blowingly good stuff there's a part of me that would almost want him to improvise more on the live shows. Like if these are what improvised Eddie Van Halen solos sound like, I wouldn't mind hearing new improvised shit. That's different at the live show. If this is what we get when he improvises, I just, just something I wonder as a fan.
0: Unfortunately, I never will never had and never got, will get the chance to uh, see them live. Um, so, uh, for all I know, uh, maybe he did do that on occasion, on occasion, not every live show, but maybe on occasion he did, uh, someone else is going to have to, uh, you know, fact check me on that one. But, uh, I agree with you. I think, uh, Eddie just kind of having like a little riff jam off with himself, a solo, if you will, for the, the glory of the crowd, uh, would have been absolutely stunning and who better, right? Who better to have to do that, for their live show i can understand why he wouldn't do that though because that would get a bit uh tired i think or maybe he was just like i don't fu- i don't know what to play tonight i'm just playing the songs okay i mean yeah having i'm day. not complaining you know? right? it's just sort of a <laughs>
3: right it's like when you've listened to van halen as much as i have you have to like give yourself new things to think about and so like that's the oh, like, sure. kind of, like, yeah. new thing i think about for the sake of having a new thought because i'm just listening to the same songs for the bazillionth time
0: all valid all valid
1: get crazy get crazy if she can
2: Right. That's secrets from diver down. One thing we didn't talk about was the lyrics. And I remember Dave saying mm-hmm. that the lyrics came from greeting cards and get mm-hmm. well cards that he bought in new Mexico mm-hmm. on the, the previous tour. Mm-hmm. Specifically yes. lines like may your moccasins leave happy tracks in the summer
4: snows.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I think I read on the the news desk that originally this, this had a different title. It was, uh, yes. looking good, looking good. Yeah. And, mm. um, And they changed it to secrets, I guess, because of just how Dave felt about the cards. And uh, I don't know, maybe something about uh, um, that. Yeah, that line about the moccasins and the snow. Uh, uh, I don't know why, because I'm thinking like, well, what's the secret here? It was like, (laughs) I I guess Mm -hmm. he keeps he keeps referring to a she. I guess she has the secret. She's like the secret wins. Like, okay, what's her secret, though? I guess that's the secret. Nobody knows. Yeah, She's, she's just got a secret. She knows it. And you know that she's got it. That's it.
3: I like the the title is not like one of the lyrics, really. You yeah. know, there are not many Van Halen songs where the title is not just like the big line from the chorus or something. This might be the only one of the this era. Um, and I, I like that. And I like that you don't know what's going on, that it's mysterious in the way you're talking about. You know, I I, I do think that Van Halen sometimes was like deceptively... Vulgar, Or like was deceptively like, <laughs> we're going to write this song that's just about what you think it is. And we're going to operate just on this sort of like crotch level as a rock band. And I, I like that. I like stuff that is just like that sort of uh defiantly and forcefully like raunchy and cool.
0: So what I'm hearing is you're a big fan of the track Up for Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you heard well, it here, folks. Well, we found our one fan,
3: you know. The, I mean, one of the things that I wish Up for Breakfast had going for it was sort of this like <laughs> secondary layer of like mystique that I yeah. think David Lee Roth
0: <laughs> could have
3: helped, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I feel like Secrets is like a glimpse of the level they were always hiding behind their other songs. It's like they Mm -hmm. would give you the song you thought you knew and then back behind it, there would be these like subtleties and these sort of other surprising choices that David Lee Roth would make. And it would be sort of these like hidden layers. And then Secrets is the song where they were like, we're just going to show you the hidden layer now. And we're not Mm -hmm. going to normally this is hidden. It's not hidden this time. And I sort of like the song just as being a glimpse of that i think it's cool
0: that's a good point good point indeed so there you are secrets so now we come to the last bit of the show where we vote on it Uh, we decide whether the song is what dreams are made of or was the dream over Ooh, yeah ivan since you are our honored guest uh the first vote befalls upon you so uh, pretty sure we know how this is going to go, but we'll just ask it anyway. Is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over?
3: Final thoughts. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I, you know, I, I, I feel like I've already told you guys how I feel about it. You know what I mean, <laughs> That's fine. I just, I You know, I think it's a no-brainer. I think the song is amazing. I think the guitar playing is um, mind-blowing, literally mind-blowing. I guess maybe one last thing I'll say about it is I do think David Lee Roth was very good at taking his influences and then turning them into something you wouldn't expect. Like, he got mm. these greeting cards from the Southwest that were a little out there. You know, a lot of people would look at something like that and then they would go to the obvious choice. They'd do some sort of like you know, let's make it sound like the Southwest. Let's make it sound like, you know, the culture of that or whatever. They like try to do the sunset and the coyotes and the whatever. I, I feel like David Lee Roth always takes a turn past it. You don't exactly know where he got it, the way he was incorporating... Martial arts and skateboard culture and black exploitation movies and the comic books of the sixties and Art Crumb, he would take it and then change it into something you don't know necessarily where he got it from. The fact that this song was inspired by those greeting cards, I think, is an example of that. And I also think it's something that Sammy Hagar was not as good at. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to flip anybody out, so I'll say that in many ways, Sammy Hagar was just a superior vocalist and his voice aged much better, and he could sort Boom, of just... there it is. <laughs> you know, th- th- any... Th- it's like, I feel like there's shit Sammy Hagar didn't even have to get good at because he was already good at singing. I you know, agree. that uh, that's kind of what I meant when I said, like, he did a little with a lot. Whereas David Lee Roth, yeah. like... he he can't just sort of soar over the song and sort of just get by on the sheer vocal talent. So he's gotta sort of use his dirty tricks. And one of his dirty tricks (laughs) is that he would have, he would find inspiration in an unusual place and do something with it that was very original. And I think uh, this song is an example of that, one of the better examples of it because it's an unusual Van Halen song. So for me, I mean, it's just like, You know, it's a no-brainer. This is a thumbs up. I, I mean that's, I think that's just like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't like this song. I would have a completely different personality <laughs> and I would be disgusting to myself.
0: Well, there you go. You've made the uh the Rothers out there very, very happy. So uh do we continue with that streak with Corey Moore said, Corey, oh, do you think secrets are what dreams are made of, or is the secret that you actually think the dream is over?
2: yeah i can't say it as nice as ivan did or anything but this is absolutely what dreams are made of uh i, I love the, re, the, the restraint uh shown in this song mm. like i said usually in a big van Halen chorus you get a big chorus right you don't get that here you just get the just, just kind of that nice uh that nice uh groove going uh even uh alex and we always i always love talking underneath eddie solos alex like do it likes doing some crazy shit to show little brother that he's still there right and he kind of started that he had some cool symbol stuff at the beginning of the solo then he stopped it and just played the groove while Eddie laid that great solo over top i love that uh absolutely a fantastic track a standout on diver down uh, which you know coming into this show i'm i, I was thinking i ah, you know diver down's kind of an iffy album for me i've uploaded every song and and, and here's mm-hmm. another one i'm really appreciating diver down for what it is uh thanks to this little experiment we're doing here And it's absolutely for me what dreams are made of. So that just leaves Mark Kamire, the grumpy one, the contrarian, the one who every once in a while likes to throw a monkey wrench into things. Almost downvoted girl gone bad. People still can't believe it. You you can't believe it performed so poorly in the polls, yet you almost downvoted it yourself. What say you, sir? Is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over?
0: But here's the thing just to uh, sort of double up on uh, getting everyone all riled up about my decision making process. If you had asked me the same question last year, maybe, or maybe a little bit, uh, let's say a few years, if you'd asked me a few years ago, would I have upvoted this song? I probably would have said, not really. No, just like, just kind of, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. However, we have grown. Uh, over the, over time. And uh, we, we grow, we evolve. Sometimes our music tastes uh, change for the better. Sometimes we just uh, give ourselves a new perspective. So while I am upvoting this one, it was very close to uh, my instinct. Almost said, I don't know that I'm digging that. However, the further the song got on, the further we were just sort of uh, listening to it and vibing to it, the more I realized, Oh, that's what this song is. This is just a, van halen jam it's a jam it's essentially a jam session just not as long uh from a your typical jam session but that's that's what i felt like listening to this song i felt like lounging like i'm i'm lounging with a j just uh just hanging out listening to good rock and roll good like uh uh, uh it speaks to my my old school blues uh sensibilities as well that's why i bring it up every time that uh david utilizes it really well because it stands out but it makes the band just sound that much better uh yeah it doesn't all have to be super arena rock uh explosion flips and howls in your face all the time and or electric guitar squeals though we are appreciative of that and though we didn't get a squeal but we got some pretty rip-roaring solos so uh you get uh pardon the pun the best of both worlds uh in that regard and because of all of that and because of everything you guys have said and what we've already been saying throughout the show uh tonight it is absolutely what dreams are made of if you had asked me a few years ago though i probably would have said nah it's a little uh, just not feeling it but uh thank god we we're not doing the show a few years ago we're doing the show now and uh there you go clean sweep all around good stuff and uh good stuff for diver down um Every time it feels like every time we do a track from Diver Down, Corey, we uh or at least I do have this sort of profound realization that like I again I mentioned it at the top of the show. I don't get why everyone seems to think this album's no good. I there's nothing bad we've covered so far on this album.
2: Yeah, we're both uh seven and oh on Diver Down, but that just begs one more question. That music can only mean oh, one thing. We didn't right. even talk to Ivan about this before the show, but we Ivan, we like to play a little <laughs> game. And that is how many times did Van Halen perform Secrets live in concert? Ooh. And you're you're hearing the, the Price is Right music because we do this with Price is Right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. So let's start with Mark Kamire. Mark. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm you... sorry,
3: I'm just, um, I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I, I know you guys don't have a good answer to this. This is how many times they played it based on like just set lists of all their shows that have been compiled by fans online yeah. and stuff like that. Yes,
2: yeah, setlist.fm is our source for this. How many times yeah. they've confiled, compiled that Van Halen performs Secrets Live?
3: Okay, all right, thank you.
2: Okay, so Mark and Meyer, how many times do you think Van Halen
0: performed Secrets? Well, the cat's telling me one thing, but I think she's out of her mind. So I'm not going to listen to the cat. Um, Secrets? I Part of me really doesn't believe they played this song all that much, but I've been wrong before. So I'm going to be generous, and I'll say they played it ten times. Ten times only. Okay, so, Ivan, Price is Right rules.
2: Uh, You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. How many times do you think Van Halen performed
3: Secrets? Okay, I know they played it at Us Festival, yep. which makes me think that it was in their set for like the tour they did that year. Uh, I don't think they ever played it on any other tour. I think they only played it on the tour of the, of like whatever Us Festival was, 1982, I think. Um, so I guess my question is like, how many shows did they play that year? And did they play secrets at every show that year? I don't know. I'm going to say, ugh. I feel like they did hundreds of shows that year, but did they play secrets every time? Maybe they played it every other show. I'm going to say
2: 50. 50. All right. We have a winner, and it's our guest, Ivan Anderson. The correct answer is 99 times.
3: Ooh, I wanted to say 100. I almost said 100. <laughs>
2: wow you know what just it's appropriate uh, the night yeah. that the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup it's the Wayne Gretzky of numbers 99 and actually the last <laughs> yeah. time they ever played nice. it according to Settlers.fm, FM was at the S Festival in just 1983
3: so, just so I understand according to prices Right rules if I had said 100 and been off by one I would have lost. lost
2: you would have lost absolutely yep <laughs>
3: i don't i don't feel like i deserve this kid. win <laughs> well you know what anyway me, mark's gonna be it. sending just you a it. check <laughs> yeah. oh right 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 all yeah. right, right okay yeah
2: cool. mark mark will send you some lovely uh lovely prizes i'll, yeah. I'll send you a, some, some, some perry dollars <laughs> yeah 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 i was actually kind of yeah. surprised uh, you know they played it in 82 84 times in 1983 15 times so just that tour and the last oh. time they ever played, according to Settlers.fm, was the Us Festival in 1983.
3: Oh, yeah, okay. So I, my reasoning was right there. Yep.
0: Yeah. You're 100% right. Yep, just that tour. Okay. All right, all right. Well, there you go. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's the favorite game that uh, Mark just uh, he, he utilizes his guessing powers and most of the time just comes up short. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's just how we do. You don't come for the show uh, – you don't come to the show – just to hear me lose on a game that Corey just like made up on the spot one day, Uh, you come here for the Van Halen talk. And if you do come here for that price is right game, then all right, that's a choice. Thank you for listening to that. (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe there's like a small club of people. who's like, we love when uh, Mark is wrong or when he just looks like a buffoon and uh, this game is perfect for both of those. I'm a fan Uh, of Mark as a buffoon. So yeah. Uh, you and Mariano I'm sure there's there's a lot of people we probably have patreon uh patrons that uh love love that and if you do that's cool I'll keep doing it um you know you, you pay for it so there you go um that's it man we another showdown another song off of the wheel uh we are coming close we still got a few uh for uh for diver down so that uh, be looking forward to th- that be looking forward to uh some awesome van halen stuff we're not uh we're still not done we're still going strong so don't give up on us yet don't be sad just yet we've got quite a hill to climb i want to send a, a big shout out big thank you to our guest ivan anderson uh ivan please let the people know where they can find you uh tell them about your youtube page tell them everything you want to plug thank you for being on the show
3: It was my pleasure. I love being on the show. Being on the show is my favorite thing I've ever done in my life. Um, So where people can find me, uh, I record under the name Cyber Attack. That's like the name of my band. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Cyber Attack. If you just look up Ivan Anderson, Cyber Attack, you'll find it. That Van Halen video where I talk about Jump is there. I also release original music as Cyber Attack. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on everywhere. Um, It's all under the name Cyber Attack. Uh, You know, that's it. If you like Van Halen, I think you'll like it. If you like listening to me be a geek with these two geeks, you'll definitely like it. It's, I would like to think of it as like the music that a geek would make if they were also trying to be sort of like shreddy and
0: hostile. Well, you're speaking to my geek heart on that one. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Please do yourselves a favor. Check that out, especially that jump video of the analyzation of jump, if you will. Uh, Quite fun and uh, intriguing stuff. And uh, we appreciate that you made it. Uh, We appreciate you being on the show once again. Corey, as always, always a pleasure. Please let the people know where they can find uh, everything that we do and uh, where they can go to find like-minded podcasts. That you yes. host, oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> taking over.
2: We've actually dubbed it the uh Corey at podcast universe, the CMPU, <laughs> and I only okayed it because it sounds like I stink. The CMPU coming soon to a podcast player near you. Uh, but of course, so you can find us at www.podcastwillrock.com. Uh, you get some merch. Uh, catch up on old shows, uh, find our friends like Ivan and, and, and the like, become a patron. Even we're on Patreon, uh, find a tier. That's right for you. And if we don't have one, hell, we'll create one for you. We just love uh, like-minded people coming on. Uh, my One of my favorite things, I don't get to post on it a lot because I've been busy with work, but the discord server, everyone's on there talking Van Halen, talking great music. It's all great people. I would recommend everybody check that out and that's available at our lowest tier. You can join the discord server and join the conversation Ah, and as always, we're uh, honored to be part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, which includes such great shows as Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin, breaking down all things Aerosmith. John and myself also do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're breaking down our favorite songs from our favorite movies. Uh, Scott uh, Haskin also does the uh, Uriah Heap show, the Magicians podcast, uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T Bone Mathley at T Bone's Prime Cuts on the Other Side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. That's all things Queen. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, back from a hiatus. Uh, Great to have them back recording new episodes. Uh, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. Check them out all month long for Pride Month. They're doing some fantastic stuff over there. Uh, Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth our good buddy Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project, and with his friend Randy Woods, they do a queen show called Seaside Pod Review, Quinn at End Volume for All, Savnick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Rumor has it they may be appearing on our show, and vice versa, oh. Mark. If you could find some time in your schedule, maybe we'll go spin the wheel on the Rock Roulette Podcast. I'm looking forward to that. And finally, That's of course, it. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And of course, I have to mention our good friends, uh, the Sean Geek and Fast Rare podcast, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, the DLR cast, the Bogus Oda show, Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, booked on rock with the legendary Eric Senich, dissect that film,
0: and Three's Company 2, re uh, Rewatch Podcast. Fun stuff, thank you, Corey. Uh, find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, uh, where I just talk about nonsense most of the time, mostly of how uh, upset I am with the status of my state. But I try to get around that, and every once in a while, I bitch about nerdy things, and then every once in a while, I talk about the things I'm doing musically, like this uh, month, June 24th, uh, the Welcome to the Apocalypse 2023 show. Uh, I joined the stage with uh, local veterans, Voodoo Prophet, for some uh, some guest vocals, some, some good jams, and then uh, my band, Rose of Sharon, a tribute to Killswitch Engage, takes the stage. We share it with Vulgar Display of Nashville, a Pantera tribute. And uh, we start the evening with a showcase of local fan favorites like Sidewinder, Cadence, Blackwood, and Summon the Moon. Uh, it's going to be a good show, all going towards the music. Music City Hero Coalition. So it's for charity. Uh it's gonna be for a it's for a great cause it's going to be a really really fun show uh voodoo profits uh, uh heavy band in nashville in the last 10 years that really made an impact but uh not a an, a national impact and who knows maybe that will change with a a little a little help from some friends who knows but if you want to come see me scream my guts out in people's faces uh on stage come to the show at the exit inn if you are in the nashville tennessee area exit inn june 24th come check it out it's going to be a riot. So, on behalf of Ivan Anderson, Corey Morissette, and myself, we are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later.